0: You are Locked On Lakers, your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, welcome to Locked On Lakers for Tuesday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky, uh, lots of stuff to get to today, uh, including the mailbag question. All about the Hall of Fame and the Lakers and all kinds of stuff that we didn't get to yesterday. Should be some fun stuff coming up. We'll talk about uh remaining free agents and whether or not there's anybody out there, Andy, who could help, uh, really genuinely help at this point uh, with the Lakers and how they might fill out the rest of the roster. But first, we talked a little bit about this uh yesterday uh, on the show, Andy. Alex Regula has a great story up at Silver Screen and Roll uh about the Lakers and trying to get over their LeBron problem, specifically what you do when LeBron doesn't play. Um, I mean, this was a massive part, you'd agree, in why they wanted to bring in Russell Westbrook. Like, Schroeder was supposed to solve that problem last year. It didn't work. So they upgraded a little bit with Westbrook to try to address that problem in part.
1: Well, I mean, it wasn't even so much Schroeder solving it, but just looking for guys to alleviate it. I mean, it, it's become such a pronounced issue for the Lakers, not just in the time that LeBron's been there, but his entire career. Like he he is so incredibly good at what he does and so incredibly uniquely skilled as a player that the idea of trying to, you know, trying to maintain the excellence, like the historic mm-hmm. excellence of what he does without him on the floor has just been such an incredibly difficult thing to do. And Alex ended up putting up a bunch of different lineup combinations um, that could potentially be there. A lot of them involve uh, Russell Westbrook and uh, Anthony Davis to varying degrees. You've got the smash, smash mouth version, taking into account the way the Lakers are really now built as a team that will attack you hard at the rim, like really doubling and tripling down in part what made them so good in 2020 when they won that championship it's a lineup of russell westbrook malik monk taylon horton tucker carmelo anthony and dwight howard um for those listening right now not watching on youtube we actually have some of the numbers up right now if you want to check those out yeah there's also they come by the way it's alex took those from b-ball index another yeah. site that we
0: we reference here all the time so just to make sure everybody you know goes and avails themselves of this stuff they do great work over there as well so yeah
1: absolutely we're actually looking to at some point do a crossover episode with uh both those guys as well um the um they're just they're fantastic so we want to have them on uh talk some shop with them And there's the anthony davis in space lineup this is a lineup without russell westbrook where everything really is built around anthony davis basically as a five out and you've got kendrick nunn wayne ellington kent Bazemore. Mellow AD. Then there is the shooting, shooting, shooting lineup. Uh, Russell Westbrook at the point, Malik Monk, Bazemore, Mello, and Mark Gasol. And then finally, the balanced diet, as Alex Regal put it, which is Russell Westbrook, Kendrick Nunn, Kent Bazemore, Ariza, Anthony Davis. Again, these are all different lineup possibilities with the data attached to it that the Lakers could potentially utilize mm-hmm. in those moments. When LeBron isn't playing. Yeah, and I, I think a couple things about this before
0: we start kind of dive into what we think some of these lineups could look like and which ones might be most effective. I generally speaking, you would agree the Lakers are are going to have two of the three of the big three on the floor most of the time and always short of, you know, blowouts or weirdness or whatever, almost always one of the 3. Very rarely will all 3 of them be sitting. That's
1: that's oh, my yeah. my my thinking. One of the 3, like you said, outside of a lack of availability or lack of reason to do it because of the score in one direction or another, I'd be pretty surprised if you don't see 2 of the 3, one of the 3 would be mandatory unless right. unless, and this is a great thing, you start seeing enough strides in playmaking from guys like Talon Horton Tucker and Kendrick Nunn, that you really could play them as, you know, right. the the hubs, or them as I would say the the guys running the offense. against yeah, the Davis the, the as the the point guards. Right, and so yeah.
0: it, it's. I'm glad you mentioned that because that was sort of going to be the the first thing I wanted to address because the, the Westbrook part is the part we talk about so much, and obviously we're going to spend a lot of time. I mean, literally like today, talking about what Westbrook's impact when LeBron isn't on the floor. But, you know, I just said, like, you know, two of the three will always be on the floor. And I would even go so far as to say one of the two between Westbrook and LeBron won't always be on the floor, but will most of the time be there, except, and, you know, that's the Anthony Davis lineup that that Alex put out and, and some other things, and, you know, with just all of this spacing. That I actually don't think is a is a far-fetched idea. I mean, I we talked about I am huge on the Kendrick Nunn signing. I think he's going to be very effective in that backup point guard role. And if he if you can come up, you know, and, and with enough defensive integrity to spread the floor in a way like that, playing Nunn and THT together um, as two guys who can handle the ball, both put an, an enormous amount of pressure on the rim. Um and can you know can space the floor a little bit in the case of, of none I don't think it's impossible that 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 those two guys could create those opportunities for Frank Vogel even if it's in relatively limited minutes I'm not saying you do this all the time I don't think that's at all far-fetched
1: yeah I mean it's going to require because the lineup that Alex had suggested was Kendrick Nunn, Wayne Ellington, Kent Bazemore, Mello and AD just to remind everybody again and that's a lineup that, as you mentioned, could have some potential defensive issues. You basically have a d as the back line, Kent Bazemore as the only really established plus defender there, right, and you sort of in none who's
0: okay but right. you're, i mean yeah and and obviously, you know some of these lineups are flexible you know if you you sacrifice a little bit of space if you if you take off Ellington for um. For THT or something. Well, I was going to say with THT. I was just saying, but the the larger point to me is just a lineup or different lineups that can work with both LeBron and and Westbrook off the floor because you do have two other guys who can handle the ball. And the benefit to having THT in there instead of, say, Ellington or something like that is you have that second ball handler and it's not all on none.
1: What I think is going to make it potentially dicey for this particular scenario with THT, where both of us have said many times, we expect THT to play a lot. He's going to be a bigger part of the rotation than he was last season, which was no his first year in the rotation. What could potentially keep, I think, THT out of a lineup like that, that we were talking about, without Russ, without LeBron built around AD, is if he's not yet a good enough shooter or defender. Like the playmaking, we were starting to see strides along those lines last season. And I think the Lakers definitely see him as a budding playmaker in the works. But he needs to become better, I think, at the shooting to offset the lack of defense or better as a defender to offset the lack of shooting. If right now all he can really bring to that mix is playmaking, if nothing else, I think the lineup that Alex suggested doesn't work with THT out there just because there would be too many defensive holes or too many shooting holes. But I think if he could make two of the three credible between playmaking, shooting defense, then THT could be a very viable part of those lineups without a, uh, without Russ or LeBron. Well, I mean, and and it's a possibility without, you know,
0: it's not necessarily again about, you know, for me at least about like, literally the five guys that he's talking about sure. here. I think, you know, some of this is like a, a thought exercise in the way he put it together. And it's totally worth reading the uh, the story and we'll tweet it out. I almost think when you don't have Westbrook on the floor and you don't have LeBron on the floor, you almost have to play or at least have to consider playing THT and, and none Because who's the third, who's another guy you know, Baysmore isn't that guy. Mello is. I mean, it's not a terrible passer, but like the. You know, he's he's not a fulcrum. Theoretically, or a theoretically, or Gasol, Gasol, but like, okay, uh, but if you want a second, if you, if you want to go a little quicker, if you want to get, no, that I'm I'm n- just I'm just talking
1: about guys who can potentially make plays. That, right. That's it. It's so it is unless you want to, have
0: it, right. If you want to have Davis at the five, and you want to have, I think enough playmaking. It just, it gets to, I think, one of the challenges, and we'll turn to Russ after this, but it gets to one of the challenges that I think is there for the Lakers and why continuity to me is going to be so important, why health is going to be so important. Like you need opportunities to try stuff like this to find out, hey, what happens if we play none and, you know, none and THT together? with Bays, um, you know, kind of support them a little bit. You know, maybe it's Ariza. Maybe it's, you know, I, Mello, if he can hold up with AD. Like all of these things, it's all stuff that they have to have real reps at trying because obviously the, the more effective that you can make these lineups that don't have LeBron in them or don't have LeBron and Westbrook or, you know, basically where you're playing even one of the big three, and letting the other guy, in mean, two of them sit at the same time. I mean, my God, that would be an enormous benefit for the Lakers. Um, and so, you know, finding those possibilities um, and hoping that some of these guys, whether it's Monk, whether it's Nunn, whether it's Baysmore, uh, Mello, whoever it is, somebody with the, the remaining spots, hoping that works, um, is is critical. But we have we really we haven't even gotten to the rust part, and that's the most important part. Um, so.
1: Let's do that next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by Sweat Block. There are a few things in life that just they are not fun to talk about, and one of them is excessive sweating. When you are just like, for example, sweating through a shirt for no reason, it's not even that hot outside, and it becomes embarrassing. You become self-conscious. I don't have to worry about that, and that's why I use Sweat Block antiperspirant wipes. Sweat Block, stronger, more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You just apply it at night before you go to bed. Next morning, wake up, wash. Go about your day without worrying about sweat. Use it once or twice a day. Stay dry the whole time, guaranteed, or your money back. You don't have to worry about pit stains. No more worrying about shirts that will hide sweat better. Like, there's only so many black, navy, and dark gray shirts that a man or a lady can own. Like, you want to have a little bit more variety? You want to have a little more color, spice of life, all that SweatBlock allows you to have that. Put it another way. If you know another sweat solution that is doctor-created, doctor-recommended, featured on Rachel Ray's show and tested by firefighters, I'm listening. But until then, check out SweatBlock. Get it today for 20% off at SweatBlock.com with promo code LOCKEDON or at Amazon or CVS.
0: Uh, Andy. Uh, Locked on Lakers is also brought to you by Indeed. Uh, Finding the right people for any job. It's incredibly challenging, but it doesn't need to be when hiring gets hard. You need Indeed, the job site that makes hiring incredibly simple. Just attract, interview, and hire. In fact, with Indeed, you can do all of your hiring in one place, even the interviewing part, which is incredibly helpful. Uh, so don't just hope your perfect candidate will find you. Indeed's hiring tools help you cut through the noise and hire faster and hire smarter. In fact, Indeed's Instant Match provides a list of quality candidates whose resumes are on Indeed the moment you you post. A sponsored job and with indeed indeed assessments you choose from 135 skills tests to make sure you're finding applications from uh with from people with the skills that you need so you get started right now with indeed uh with a 75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com locked again that's indeed.com locked you get a 75 credit at indeed.com locked indeed.com locked offer valid through september 30th Terms and conditions apply. So the other, you know, huge component in all this, Andy, in in terms of how the Lakers exist this year without LeBron, and you know, go back to Alex's story at Silver Screen and Roll uh, that we were referencing before. Like the numbers have always been bad when LeBron doesn't play. They were cartoonish in the Phoenix series. They were plus five essentially with LeBron on the floor. <laughs> And minus forty-seven when he wasn't, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's points worse. there's know, obvious context that goes along with that, but right, it's, yes, forty-seven it's points per hundred possession. It's terrible, and all that. It, it, I mean, I yes, there's no context that makes that uh, look better. Um, but you know, so th- th- there there is a yeah. All I mean here. is just
1: given the actual context, it's pretty predictable that it right. ended up that way. But forty-seven yes, it was terrible. forty-seven,
0: still pretty bad. Oh, it's terrible. Um, And so, like, you know, there's a problem here that needs to be addressed. And the issue isn't so much, can the Lakers, you know, be plus without LeBron on the floor? Can they be just as, you know, plus five with LeBron on the floor, plus five without him on the floor? They'd be phenomenal. They'll win a title in a walk if that happens, Um, I think. But can they be neutral? Can you be a little bit, better? you know, can you be better? If they improve, I think, Andy to neutral with LeBron on the off the floor. That makes them an incredibly powerful team. Uh I think particularly in the playoffs assuming they don't drop off when LeBron is on the floor and Westbrook seems to be the key to
1: all that. Yeah, I mean I talked about this from the beginning when when they brought in Russ and you know there was a lot to figure out because Russ is just such a very specific and commanding presence on the court in In his positives and in his negatives. I mean, Mm -hmm. Russ is as unsubtle a player as you will find in the NBA. Um, You know, and and again, a lot of that are his strengths. But with Russ, though, one of the things that has me really optimistic about him being brought in, as as much as there's going to be other issues to solve, is that I don't think there's anybody in the league who can come closer to replicating what LeBron does not just as a player, but in particular, somebody running an offense as Westbrook. I mean, in terms of those instincts to to run, to go in transition, what he can do in transition, in terms of finding open guys, finding shooters, it's not exactly the same because LeBron is better than Westbrook, and he's got an outside shooting skill that Russ doesn't have. And just LeBron is he's not even one yeah, I mean, one. he's like yeah. half in half. I don't, but but
0: I, I don't, yeah, I, I'm just, I don't want to get Russ bogged down is, in the, I agree with your basic point, but Russ even if I is, search for players. Right. Right.
1: But Russ is, I think, as close right. as it comes in the NBA. Maybe you can come up with another comp, but I don't think there's anybody right. and closer I, I do Russ. And, and it doesn't matter. It, so it, whether my, they got
0: the third closest or the second closest, they got really close.
1: Right. And my, my hope is that Because of those similarities, for all the other redundancies that you might have to deal with when they're on the court together, or at least try to figure out when LeBron's off the court, you can have as much continuity as possible with Russ being out there, subbing in essentially for LeBron. And Mm -hmm. part of the issue the Lakers, I think, have had beyond just the drop off that comes with LeBron not being there because he's just so effing talented, it's so difficult to replicate literally the way they play. With LeBron, so that being the case, you don't have to change as much as you would otherwise. It's I think it's an some, interesting. It's an interesting point. I mean, I mean, it may be an unsolvable riddle. Well, like, no, but I mean, I'm just
0: I mean, I'm thinking about I'm trying to th- sort of think about how you know how you said that, and like the Lakers got a little bit of that with the center rotation in the championship season, where it's like you know Dwight and Javale, not exactly the same guy, but you Certainly don't have to change much about what you're doing with each guy on the floor. Um, you know, they are very similar players offensively and defensively, um, in terms of how you use them and all that kind of stuff. And so I, you know, I, I don't know if it's so much that they they just didn't have enough talent, like they didn't have a a high enough caliber point guards, and I think they thought they were gonna get that with Schroeder. Um, but Schroeder is more of an offensive guy and less of an orchestrator. Every time LeBron left the floor, you were constantly searching for this, whatever combination you could come up with of dudes who could make plays for other people and orchestrate an offense, and you were always asking people to operate a little bit outside of their their best skills. And, you know, say what you want about Russ. He's too ball dominant. He's too this, he's too that. Like, when LeBron isn't on the floor, that's when Russ is going to get to be Russ and, you know, can fully get out there and dominate the ball and distribute and do all that, run up and down the floor, those are going to be the moments, and particularly in the regular season, they'll, they'll they'll be fewer minutes in the playoffs, but in the regular season, you know, if you want to keep LeBron down around 31, 32, 33 minutes a game, which I'm sure they do, um, you know, that's going to give Westbrook plenty of opportunity to be on the floor, you know, 10, 15 minutes a night without LeBron. And I, I just, I think, the talent upgrade, in terms of skill set, is so good. It's it's the continuity part. I agree with you. Helps, but it's really just you found you have the the requisite skill set now that you didn't have before. It may be overkill <laughs> in other places, right? But in this in this place, if you can't solve this problem with Russell Westbrook and you know a you know Westbrook playing with Davis, Westbrook playing with a pretty reasonable set of scoring reserves. At the very least, if you can't solve it on the on the offensive side, I don't know what you're going to do. Now, defense, we're, we're all going to TBD on all kinds of lineups and whether or not they can hold up and all that. But at least offensively, if Russ can't solve this problem for the Lakers when LeBron doesn't play, it cannot be solved.
1: Yeah, I mean, at that point, the Lakers become, and there's a weird thing to say, victims of LeBron's talent. Like in this one specific thing, it's just he is so incredibly good at it that nobody, even like a reasonable facsimile of LeBron, can do it. It's just like it's it's just get, a level yeah. that can't be replicated. Or, at or all. it's
0: like the shooting thing, Andy, where you show up at Staples Center and you used to be a good shooter and now you're not because like LeBron's amazingness shouldn't prevent the Lakers from being neutral if they've got good players when he's not on the floor. It's not like that's not how this should work. Um, it's not, you know, can you be as good as you are with LeBron? Just can you not be worse than your opponents by six or seven or eight points? And I mean, by God, they went out and found a dude who ought to be able to solve that problem. I will mean, we're going to say this, what, a thousand times between now and, and next spring? Almost all the problems that I see that are significant for the Lakers in terms of the big three, are playoff issues are things that show up when most of them when when those three guys are going to be playing thirty nine or forty minutes a game as opposed to thirty or thirty one um, and defenses scheme against them it get you the quality of the opponent gets better in the regular season I think they're going to be able to work through most of the kind of the the, the rough spots pretty effectively just because I think the talent's so good and you get advantages like your second unit suddenly is going to be guided in a lot of times by Russell Westbrook. Like that's going to elevate those dudes too. And I think they'll, I think they'll benefit from it. Yeah.
1: I mean, the playoffs in general where any problems you have become magnified, but during the regular season, this should be one hell of an elixir. All right. Um, So we'll
0: talk a little bit. I think we'll, we'll I, I got some questions for you about uh, potential free agents, what the Lakers can do with, um the the final three spots on the roster but we've we've got a little bit of time i don't think these dudes are going anywhere so maybe we'll do that uh in tomorrow's show let's get back to the mailbag that we didn't get to yesterday a question from a two-parter left on the itunes show page where if you leave a five-star review we will read your question on the air uh so to speak from n karnick it's a two-parter andy and we'll
1: do both of them next Locked on Lakers brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models out there, it is impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. And why would you spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store, new car dealership, dummy, when you can get it for far less at rockauto.com. For example, Honda Aussie fuel pump, 353 bucks at a chain store. That is highway robbery, and I know this because it's 216 at Rock Auto. They he are also used to be
0: a highway robber.
1: Yes, yes. And I typically would, I I, I would sell people uh, fuel pumps on the black right. market. Uh, rockauto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. So whether, is highway robbery. Mm-hmm. Whether it is a classic or daily driver, get everything you need for a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or your truck, right, locked on in the how did you hear us about us box so they know we sent you amazing Selection reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Locked on Lakers
0: podcast also brought to you by Built Bar. If you're uh, someone like me, you're running around a lot. You try trying to eat healthy, trying to stay in as much shape as you can, uh, hoping that shape isn't round. Um, you need things you can eat on the go that are healthy, that they they taste good, they're high in protein, low in sugar, low in calories. You know the drill. Built Bar. That's what you're looking for. It's even more delicious than before, too. By the way, eighteen flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry bar sale. you're never going to get bored uh, being bored with food is something that can lead you down the wrong path. Built Bar it'll calm your sweet tooth if you've got one, like I do. Because even without all that sugar, it's still coated in 100% chocolate. And unlike some protein bars, it's soft, it's easy to chew, it actually tastes good. Like you'd like eating these things. That is not normal with protein bars. Go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. All right, so, uh, Andy, we got this two-parter in the mailbag. Uh, this from the iTunes show page. This uh, from N. Karnick, our friend N. Karnick. Um, start the super team, he calls it. Now that Caruso is left, the absolute guaranteed first ballot Hall of Famers are limited to, love the framing, limited to LeBron, Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, Anthony Davis, and Dwight Howard. And now, actually, you could also include Gasol as a, I think, a Hall of Famer, Um, especially when you have the international stuff. So the Lakers, in theory, definitely have five. In theory, have six. I like the idea, he says, of starting these five opening night, but then not again. My question is, do you think other players on the team would care about a one-time gimmick?
1: Andy? Not only do I think they wouldn't care, I don't care if they do care (laughs) because this is awesome. I am all about the gimmickry. Because you know what? In a lot of ways, Brian... A super team, even if you're trying to win a championship, that is gimmickry. <laughs> I, mean, it, I mean, let's be honest. It is kind of a gimmick. So I am all about this. It is obviously not sustainable as a legitimate Starting lineup, and you have to be prepared. For no, it, I mean,
0: what are you, you playing? You're playing AD at the three. There, I guess it's it's a, it's a little weird.
1: Yeah, I mean AD at the three or the four. Right. Um, <laughs> I mean, at this, you might as well play him at the one. I mean, the lineup really doesn't make sense. What I would do though, because we're going to go big, and I love going big. I would just blow this thing out with this theme. Marc Gasol has to be the first sub off the bench. From there, the substitution, Brian. The pattern for the rest of this game, this one game only, is completely based off Hall of Fame likelihood for the rest of the guys that will be on the active roster. Now I got to pull up the roster. And this is the rotation that I came up with for seven through, I guess it's 12. Your next person off the bench. Trevor Ariza. um, He has a championship. He was a starter on a championship team. He has also, he's had the most celebrated career of all the remaining guys, plus he is the only guy per Basketball Reference that has anything other than a 0.0 chance of making the Hall of Fame. Do you know what they have Trevor as? Do you one <laughs> point one? It's <Point laughs> got a one. point one <laughs> percent chance of making the Hall of Fame. Which so I got to be honest,
0: there's a chance. I got to be honest. Are... I
1: love Trevor. That's
0: way too high. That's that is too high. <laughs> <Did> you, <laughs> are you um? Are you factoring in potential here, or just okay. exactly where they are right now?
1: a combination of where they are right now and where I think the likelihood is that they will end up. You know, some okay, of these guys I like... I
0: am willing to take a chance here and throw THT over Trevor Ariza.
1: Well, that's the wrong answer. THT, however, is <laughs> the next guy off the bench. And in my notes, I my rationale was he's you're betting on the come, so to speak. Obviously, the Lakers feel good about THT because they locked him up to a... Pretty good contract for a guy that is still really establishing himself in the league. Either way, he has a ring. Uh, Next off the bench would be Kendrick Nunn. Um, He has been a member of the all-rookie team, and he has at least been to the finals. So Kendrick Nunn would be next after THT. From there, Wayne Ellington enters the game. Uh, 2016, he won the J. Walter Kennedy Citizenship Award for doing good work in the community. It's a Great achievement that has absolutely nothing to do with Hall of Fame qualifications, but it is at least an award. It's an award. (laughs) Uh, Malik Monk comes in next. Uh, He's a lottery pick that, by some, is considered to be a semi-bust in terms of his time with Charlotte. But he is nonetheless a lottery pick. It's on his resume. And then finally... Kent Bazemore, you are the last to enter the game. Being undrafted really hurt you for these purposes. All right. right.
0: Well, actually, you know what? This this is a decent lead-in to this, the second part of this question. Um, by the way, he said, the answer is, again, uh, N. Karnick, absolutely they should do this. And yes. if anybody on the team has a problem with it, screw them. I don't care. They shouldn't. It's really cool. They've got five guys they can put on the, on the floor that are legit Hall of Famers who can still play. Um, they should absolutely celebrate that. Um, by the way, he says, I looked up their best year scoring. Each player's best scoring season, the starting five, totaled 142.19 points. I find that number pretty funny. Wondering what historical team can top that. Um, I gave this some thought, Brian. Uh, you know, of course you did. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, this is the type of rabbit hole I better, live for. Better than doing real work.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, but I did. Sorry, honey. I can't. I'm looking up historical teams to see whose averages might be higher than the five hall of famers. The Lakers are putting out on the floor, oh, man
1: all helps pay the bills, but uh, a few teams popped to mind. Um, and I kept it limited to the Lakers. These were just the ones that came to mind for me. The first one that I thought about was the, this is fun team. Uh, this is going to be fun team. The 2013 team that ultimately was not a lot of fun at all. Um, you had Kobe Dwight Howard Meta world Peace, Pau Gasol, Steve Nash. Um, Excellent lineup. Um, obviously, some good scores among them, but unfortunately, that only got us to 118.4. Uh, brought down some by Nash, but ultimately, Meta MetaWorld, Peace, even Dwight didn't quite get high enough. No, LeBron, LeBron, Westbrook,
0: and LeBron, Westbrook, Mellow. They've
1: all been up near 30 at their well. So, I thought, next, Brian, what about the 2004? Lakers, the one that lost to the Pistons in the finals, but you had Kobe, Shaq, Shaq. Carl Malone, incredibly prolific scorer, and Gary Payton. Um, Among them, you've got two guys, Malone and Kobe, who scored 30-plus, Kobe 35.4 at his peak, Malone 31, and then Shaq just a shade under 30 with 29.7, and then Gary Payton 24.2. Unfortunately, Devin George... (laughs) dragged this group down badly. Career high season was 7.4. So they only ended up with 127.7 as a group. Yeah. Devin George, by the way,
0: has done outstanding work in Minneapolis, building uh, in real estate, uh, You know, doing a lot of socially conscious housing and all kinds of... So, I mean, he's made up for it.
1: Yes. Well, but not in important ways enough like this. Then, however, though, I landed on the load, The 1972... World champion Lakers with a, I think, starting lineup. They didn't have this specified in basketball reference, but these were the five biggest minutes leaders by far on this team. Happy Harrison, uh, career high, 18.6. Jim McMillan, 18.9. Gail Goodridge, 25.9. Jerry West, 31.3. And then the motherlode, Wilt Chamberlain with his career high season average of 50.4 <laughs> points per game you end up with 145.1 there's the one that tops this year's hall of fame wow. potential starting lineup can you imagine like coming off the court and you're like 48 mm, average <laughs> yeah i mean that that was that was wilt just being he scored wilt.
0: 50 points a game that year
1: uh, not that year. Just oh no, 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 oh
0: no! Right, 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 right. It's it's his best in his career. Yes, yes. Um, wow,
1: that is prolific. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, if you're ever looking to play this game, I don't know how many other uh, lineups could make it work, but look for Wilt. That's the cheat <laughs> code in this thing. Wilt gives you a lot of advantages
0: um all right so we'll get to free agency tomorrow um some, some some semi-intriguing names that are still out there um but more importantly it's kind of a question of philosophy at this point what are you looking for what kind of players do you need what positions and all that stuff so we'll talk we'll talk about that tomorrow make sure you sign up for locked on lakers um on youtube and also keep an eye out we're gonna we're still trying to bring you more of these uh, uh scouting reports about the new players that the Lakers have, and uh, we're, we're circling Kendrick Nunn, um, who I am very excited about. So all of that coming up on the Lockdown Lakers podcast. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time.